재미와 지식의 오디오 라이프 팝빵. Ah, yes, every Wednesday we take you through uh, to a different district, a different area, a different city around the nation, exploring and uncovering uh, the gems, the jewels, the historical facts, and the figures. And today we're heading west to pretty much the place that almost everybody who comes to Korea comes to first. That's right. It is Incheon, but more specifically Incheon, Chunggu. It's uh, quite an impressive humongo jungo district. Keep in mind that Mapo is only around 24 kilometers uh, what should I say? Cube? Cube? Oh, square? square? Is it? <laughs> yeah, I don't think we're dealing with height. Okay. Um, <laughs> but, but Chunggu is 133 kilometers squared with a population of 400,000. Uh, 400, well, no, wait, but Mapo has 400,000 and there's 120,000 in Oh, Jungo. I see. So yeah. more so we're people, packed in, in more Mapo. People, yeah, <laughs> living in Mapo in a small area with less people in Chungu, but uh, are quite easily and nicely spread out. It's known as to be the heart of Incheon, where many meaningful and significant sites are located. Uh, it contains multiple historical and cultural attractions that we may not even know of. Did you know that there's a, the Tapdong Cathedral? We got Chinatown, there's a Chayu Park, and so much more. Yes, there's so much packed into these 133 square kilometers. Uh, it's also been recognized as pretty much the most important gateway to Korea, thanks to the port, Incheon Port, which first opened in the early 1900s. So it's not actually a surprise, well, some people may be surprised to know this, but most of the embassies were first located in Jungu. Because Incheon Port was the, the place of convenient access for foreigners to Korea in, in, in those early modern times. And so eventually lots of high-ranking officials gathered and some expensive residential areas were established there. And uh, also up to this day, Incheon Jungu is playing a role as an international gateway because we have uh, the one and only Incheon International Airport, which opened there in 2001. That's right. Up till then, I've heard stories of how Kimpo was the international airport and it, and it looked so big until Incheon opened and that looked big and going back to Kimbo it's like what is this? It's like an airport for ants? It certainly does feel tiny. I remember sure. I flew into Kimpo first when I came in 2000 mm. and then a couple of years later when I flew back to Korea again after leaving I went into Incheon and went what a is this? New exactly, world. completely different. Right. So after the Seoul Olympics back in uh, Palpal in 1988, uh, of course, international air traffic to Korea increased. So by the 90s, it became quite obvious that Kimpo International Airport couldn't cope with the increase in uh, traffic. So the government decided to open a brand new airport to reduce the load on Kimpo. So in uh, November 1992, the construction of the Incheon Airport began and it took eight years to finish. And you wonder why it took so long. Just look at the place now. It's extravagant. Well, it's huge. It's, it was a, a massive job. It was actually meant to be finished in 1997. It should have only taken five years, but we had the economic crisis. Mm. So it was actually 2001 when Incheon opened. And, well, since 2005, it's been rated the best airport worldwide every single year, as well as being the cleanest and the best transit airport. And also, it makes the claim that average departure and arrival takes 19 minutes and 12 minutes, respectively, which means it ranks as the one of the fastest airports in the world for customs processing. Yeah, I I think they're fairly on time, on schedule. Um, but if you do have some time, maybe you have a layover and you want to explore the area, why not head over to the Incheon 
Chayu Park. In Chayu, it means freedom in English. So it is the Freedom Park, the Western style park of Korea, built in 1887, which was ahead, uh, which was uh, nine years ahead of the Pagoda Park in Seoul. Pagoda Park um, also has lots of historical backgrounds and stories, but uh, we'll say that for later. Chayu okay. Park is what we're going to be focusing on. Yeah. Uh, by a couple different names uh, over the years, it's been known uh, by when it first opened, lots of ambassadors, uh, villas were built because it was on Mount Eungbong with a great view. So people call this the, the Manguk Park, meaning the, the park of all nations. However, during the Japanese colonial era, the name changed to West Park, uh, meaning the opposite side of the East Park, the one which served as a, a Japanese shrine back in the day. Uh, yes, but we now get the name Chayu Park. Uh, that was given to it in 1957 when a statue of General MacArthur was erected after the Korean War. And he was a UN general who planned the Battle of Incheon, uh, which was a major turning point for the victory of South Korea in the Korean War. And uh, this statue, I mean, when I went to Incheon, we knew we had to visit this park. We knew we had to visit the statue because it's recognized as one of the most famous spots. If you're going sightseeing in Incheon, in Junggu, you need to go there. And there's also a memorial tower to commemorate the 100th anniversary of Amity between the Korea and the US to present the permanent friendship and relation of these two countries. Uh, and there's also another reason why people visit there these days, and that's because it was featured in Tokebi. Oh, was it? Yeah. It's a great, uh, it's a great Kongyu drama, isn't it? Uh, it's quite uh, near to the Chinatown. That's how I went through it. Okay. I was visiting Chinatown. We just went for a walk and we end up stumbling upon this Chayu Park. Uh, and coming to Chinatown, I think everybody's got to go to get a bowl of jajangmyeon. I mean, the history of Incheon Chinatown actually dates back to the 1800s and 1882 when merchants and soldiers from the Qing dynasty came to Korea to put down the Im-o military revolt, which uh, these merchants settled down in Korea uh, during the Joseon dynasty at the time, supplying war materials to the soldiers and trading with Korean merchants. Later in April of 1884, Incheon designated what is now Chinatown as an extraterritorial zone for the Qing dynasty. And in October of that year, Qing uh, established its uh, consulate in this area. So from then on, we started constructing uh, different types of architectural design based on the Qing dynasty, making the district the only official Chinatown up to this day in Korea. It's still worth visiting, even though it's not uh, all, you know, traditional culture of the first generation that has been preserved. But if you've ever been to San Francisco Chinatown, I think it's a bit similar. They've uh, got the hills. Architecturally, certainly. Food-wise, I think it's very different. Oh, sure. Yeah, you've got, you've got that very particular kind of Korean Chinese food. Mm-hmm. You get some fantastic mooncakes yes. over there. The, the, of course, they have the jajangmyeon, they have the black bean noodles. They have the pek jajang. Oh, yeah, the white Ooh. bean noodles. I don't, I don't know about that, but I do love the dumplings is mm. the other thing you can get there. You can go for the culture, you can go for the architecture, you can go for the ambiance, you can go for the food. It's a great place to visit. And if you pop next door, there's actually a former Japanese settlement. They're divided by uh, these stone stairs. So if you stand in front of the stairs, you can see on one side Chinatown and the other side this former Japanese settlement. And it feels like you're I don't know, you're almost like in two different worlds, two very distinct different areas with their own atmosphere and their own style. Unfortunately, most of the original buildings were destroyed during the Korean War, so what remains are actually reconstructed buildings, Mm. and that's probably why some Japanese people visiting might find this place exotic. But certainly, I I would say, even even if you're, you're not planning to go to Incheon, 
I think this is worth a day trip. Yeah, we totally made it a day trip. Yeah. And not too far, we have the port as well. Sure. And they've got a great seaside little um, little beach area that you can just uh, sit down and watch the ships go by or even just play along in the rocks. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's Incheon is a massive city. You know, we, talk, we talked about, what was it, 133 square kilometers right. there. Um, but I think it has so much to offer in terms of its ambiance. It's, it, 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 you know, it's very close to Seoul, but it feels very, very different to Seoul. And it does feel like that seaside, that port town, but also with this a little bit of, you know, China mixed in, a little bit of Japan mixed in, and uh, a little bit of freedom mixed in with the Freedom Park. Certainly, it's a, it's a curious, interesting, and, uh, well, uh, fun-filled place to visit. Yeah, and it's exciting to go to the airport. I mean, it's amazing that we can just head on over through subway. You know, we don't have to make a we don't have to be leaving the country to be heading out to maybe go to relax and de-stress if you love heading to the airports like me. Yeah. Uh, maybe just to get a meal and they have lots of restaurants available there and I think just that it won't cost money to go to the airport I think is an amazing thing where public transfer- transportation is available. Other countries, I mean, you can't go to the airport unless you're planning a trip. Do you know what I mean? Well, you have to you have to shell out for a special bus ride or something yeah, like that, 15, or take a taxi, won or twenty thousand uh, Yeah, so take a trip to Incheon, enjoy Jungu District, and we'll leave you at the end of part three with uh, a song. It's Go Team. Keys to the city.